0: So I guess we're going to start today with something that came from the Discord, where John Lydon, who famously has a problem with the Queen,
1: used to be known as John Rotten. Yeah, that's right. Jonathan Rotten. He was originally from Germany, and he changed his name to sound British. Johannes Rotten. (laughs) There must be a guy named that, right?
2: Johannes Johannes, Rotten?
1: Johannes Rotten? (laughs)
2: Let's see. Well, red is yeah. Roth is there red, was, uh, red. There was so. there was
1: Johann Rotenhammer, who was a ah. uh, German painter in the 1500s. Okay. Oh,
2: okay. those those look pretty good. What are you What are you seeing? Describe the paintings.
1: Uh, we got uh, I think Joseph, uh, the Flight of Joseph into Egypt. It really oh, nice. does not look like Egypt, even the tiniest bit. It looks like Germany,
2: like Bavaria, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But
1: that's what they used to do back then. They would say, like, okay, we're going to draw Babylon. All right, so we got some big oak trees everywhere.
2: Yep. Uh, you got some uh, you got some pointy-roofed uh, houses packed very tightly together at a cobbled street and a big guy wearing a pickle barrel. Yeah, some churches, lots of suspenders. So many suspenders. Big leather boots.
1: Oh, yeah. But sausages. anyway... Uh, Johnny Rotten, uh, he's been in the news about talking about the Queen, the late Queen, and he's uh, really changed his tune about her.
2: Yeah, she's cool to him now. He likes her.
0: It's an article from The Independent that says, Former Sex Pistols frontman says he totally respects the Queen as a person and is looking forward to celebrations during the Platinum Jubilee weekend. The singer, whose band were famous for their anti-establishment lyrics, admitted he was attracted to pageantry and praised the monarch's sense of dignity.
2: Amazing. Amazing. So when he sang, uh, God Save the Queen, We Mean It, Man, he wasn't joking. He wasn't being sarcastic. (laughs) He meant it, yeah. He meant it.
1: Maybe this is totally off base, but I'm starting to get the feeling that some of the stuff the sex pistol said might have just been to provoke people. Maybe,
2: maybe. It wasn't
1: really a sincere beliefs of theirs.
2: Yeah. You're saying that they uh they never read Bakunin. They didn't believe that uh anarchy should come to the UK.
0: No. Well, I thought they thought it was already there.
2: Oh yeah, I guess that's what that is. It's a little is. confusing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the queen is an anarchist. That's a twist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she's dead. Monarchy is ruled by yeah. one. 1 minus 1 is 0.
2: Anarchist. Exactly. Yeah, I, I decree. I hereby decree that the sh- the state shall be smashed. She dropped out of the jubilee parade today because she was feeling uh, what was it? What did they say? Discomfort, or something like that.
1: Maybe she actually is dead. Like I, I know that's kind of a meme, and it's a little bit epic at this point. But mm-hmm. why can't she just lie down? Like, don't you just have to sit in a chair? Remember Trump uh, driving through the the street after he had COVID. While he yeah. had COVID, he was waving to people like really no reason she can't be in a sealed car
0: just sitting down right i think they should start driving her around in a car with a coffin in it just to get people ready for it
2: she's ancient and completely inbred so being that inbred and this old has got to be it just has to be hell every second you're alive has to be just screaming hell you know
0: yeah she's basically just a human like designer dog
2: yes like, you know, yeah, yeah, like how English Bulldogs have that all, they all have breathing problems.
0: Yeah, that's what she is.
2: Yeah. yeah. Damn.
0: But you know what? She has a sense of style and pageantry that cannot be beat. She so kind cool. Of, she kind of is one of those dogs where, like, you
1: would expect them to never live beyond, like, three years But somehow they live to like 28 and they have no eyes and no legs. And like you have to like inject food into their veins because they can't eat anymore. And like, yeah,
2: and their their continued existence is just an enormous financial burden on the people who have to take care of them, a.k.a. the British public.
1: Yeah, Yeah, everyone in England. All the other puppies in that litter have long since died. Both of the parents died younger. Everybody's died younger. But somehow this specific dog just will not go away.
0: Man, I do hope the queen is taking her food intravenously for sure.
2: Oh, she definitely is. They're doing blood magic to keep her alive. Uh, you know, the, the the Stonehenge stones are 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 sucking the blood out of hikers and then transmitting them to Buckingham Palace.
0: Yeah, I think Johnny Rotten's got something to do with it too. I'm not saying what, but
2: she paid off his uh his debts that he accrued buying um in-game purchases on his iPad and he yeah. owes her he owes her the 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 darkest favor,
0: yeah. So we stumbled on a bunch of things about him after seeing that one by pure coincidence, we found him on Metalhead Zone today, um where he's it said he was struggling with memory loss. So maybe he forgot that he ever had any distaste for the queen at all.
2: He forgot that he hated the queen,
0: yeah, I think that's the story I'm sticking with. But then Alex found this one from like, maybe six or seven years ago about how he spent 10,000 pounds or over $15,000 on like pay to win iPad games. Yeah, he played Game of, War. Game of War and Real Racing.
1: He must have seen Kate Upton looking looking uh very uh svelte and uh what's the word?
0: voluptuous maybe in those yeah, ads in, the, in that yeah.
2: suit of armor. And was just like, "Oi, mate, I got to get in on this."
0: It's so cool that, like, we started talking about this before we were recording, but, like, there's so many other things you could waste. If you're going to blow money, at least have the fun of gambling or something. Like, a pay-to-win game is, like, you're making the game less fun by putting $15,000 into it.
2: Totally. Like, just fucking get into expensive wine or, like, I don't know. Man, I'm thinking of that that Simpsons episode with Krusty addicted to breaking Faberge eggs. Yeah, like, but... <laughs> exactly. Now that's that's how you do. <laughs> it. That's cool. That's like, yeah, that's how you waste like, money. Condor egg omelet.
0: Spending fifteen thousand on Game of War is I don't. Is it better or worse than spending fifteen thousand on Funko Pops? It's really close. Well, the Funko Pops have
1: some res- resale value.
2: Yeah, and you can oh, at least
1: true. put them in behind you in your video about how the new Marvel movie has too many girls in it. With game of war, you can't show anybody. And if you do show somebody, they're going to be like, "What's wrong with you? Yeah, Yeah. why? (laughs) Why would
2: you do this? Why? What have you done? Yeah,
0: he's like like DMing Kate Upton, like playing game of war again, and she's like, "What?
1: Ever since Sid Vicious died, John Lydon has just not had any structure in his life. That was the only guy holding him together. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's
2: right. Sid Vicious is the uh, sort of life coach, the rock, the uh, focal point." And he's just been adrift. It's
1: still so funny to me that they turned his amp off when they would play live,
2: because uh, they like asked
1: him to learn the songs and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> you can just stand there and like snarl.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm like, I'll I'll be honest. We uh we our front of house used to sometimes turn Haji off in the in the PA if his <laughs> uh, crazy synth setup was like glitching out or out of tune, which it frequently was. So, yeah. <laughs> I well, think that's, if, um, that's out of his hands. Yeah. But he, na- he I got to say, he nailed it at those uh, California shows. He was the MVP, 100%. Yeah, abso- absolutely. He was not the MVP when we played when we played Iceland, and I noticed that his entire Moog Voyager was like a full step out of tune, and he had a tuning pedal. <laughs> I was like, dude, you got to fix it. But then we were like, oh, no, no time. Got to play the show. Well,
1: that's um, ironic. It's called the Voyager, but if you travel with it, it doesn't work anymore.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> it's like if there was a laptop, but you can't bring it anywhere.
2: Yeah, they could. Have, they should have called it the the Moog Shut In.
1: Yeah, the Moog Keep it right here.
2: Yeah, the Moog. Uh, don't look at this thing or brush up against it because it's going to sound terrible.
1: I've never worked with an analog synth. I've only done soft synths and uh, digital synths. Like one of the main reasons I prefer that to guitar is because it's always in tune. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. So, like having yeah. to worry about tuning, oh, that sounds really stressful.
2: Well, I mean, honestly, for real, like there, modern analog synths definitely stay in tune. Like for the most part, unless you start getting into the like very expensive, uh, m- like big polyphony synths, like the Prophet Ten.
1: Um, oh, that's too many.
2: Yeah, that's twice
1: yeah. as much as the five, and the five was fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Prophet Ten sounds. In, it's like a CS eighty almost all you know we should say on the show r.i.p to dave smith uh inventor of inventor of the prophet also first guy to ever implement midi pretty good pretty good not bad and you know if you had a dave smith synth, like i've i've had a ton of them and uh one of their proprietary power supplies blew up you could just call them and there's a 50-50 chance you're going to get his wife on the phone for customer support, and they were always so sweet and, like, ship stuff out immediately, you know? I remember playing in New York, and we had a busted power supply for, like, an operator's show, and Dev called Dave Smith, I think talked to his wife, and then the next day, the power supply was there. It was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. A lifer. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Roger Lynn is still alive.
2: That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he made this in he he was he's been working on this crazy thing called the Linstrument, and I don't know if he ever released it or not. But it was this gestural like touch based grid that played samples and and synths. And it was really cool looking, but I I don't know whether he followed up on it and put it into production.
0: Yes, reminding me now of the episode when we talked about that guy Raymond Scott of just like that era of guys who just had wacky ideas for instruments.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, Don Buchla is another good example. Like, there was a whole school of, of these these guys and, like, people like Susan Ciani who were like, oh, you know, it, the, the keyboard doesn't have to look like a keyboard. You don't have to have white and black notes. You can just have anything you want. And yeah. then you can ass- assign values to that and, you know, play whatever. And that, I feel like that's, like, kind of lost now weirdly like i there's only a handful of people making like really weird uh tactile expressive electronic instruments
1: it is kind of weird how common that is you would think people would have moved past that a little more by now the black and white keys
2: yeah or like uh even 16 step sequences like even the really good uh hardware sequencers like all the electron stuff it's still kind of operating on the principle of the 808 you know
0: yeah totally
2: like it's very, I, I guess software is where every, all the creative stuff went, but even that it's like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we've kind of touched on this before, or at least for sure me and Alex have of like plugins have gotten so much better in the last 10 years, but there's not really like a creative, it doesn't change the sound of what music is. It just makes it easier to get decent sounds in the box. That's but it. But it doesn't really push anyone forward um, aesthetically or anything, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think like I think pushing people forward aesthetically, I think that's almost entirely just uh, boutique synth manufacturers now. Like like Make Noise, I think is a good example. They they put out this uh Strega synth with Alessandra Cortini from Nine Inch Nails, and it is the weirdest fucking thing, and it just doesn't really sound like anything else. It's got touch plates all over it. The touch plates are not explained in the manual, they're just like just touch it. <laughs> that's like, interesting. like touch it and see what it does like it, it's it's like conductive uh conductive through your body so you make the connections with your fingertips and I fucking love playing that thing it's like yeah that's awesome yeah I feel, I feel like I'm instantly transported into the future present you know
1: I remember there was a cringe gamer thing years ago where someone said I was born too late to explore the world I was born too early to explore space that's why I play video games. But wow. I think that's true about music.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: They're probably going to invent some cool thing where like uh, you can implant stuff into your brain and like during the chorus of a song you get an adrenaline rush. Yes. Or you like smell something really cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: it seems like, like you're listening team. to
1: like Leonard Skinner that smell and they show you
2: what the smell was <laughs> and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's shit." Uh-oh. That's yeah. Leonard Skinner reveals what the smell really was. It's a bucket of fish heads.
0: They it's died in that awful. plane crash without ever telling anyone what the smell was. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> well, actually, maybe that ties into something else we wanted to get to today of another Metalhead Zone article uh, from late May. Geezer Butler says Black Sabbath's Iron Man was based on Jesus.
2: Yeah, I okay. This is fucking, fucking this, this is fucking bullshit. Absolutely. Somebody read the lyrics. Charles, do you want to do you want to read the lyrics to Iron Man? He's out them?
0: of his mind. Yeah, I got him pulled up here. Okay, <laughs> just imagining this is about Jesus. He was turned to steel in the great magnetic field when he traveled time for the future of mankind. I guess you could try to make that last little part a little bit Jesusy, but then it mm-hmm. only gets harder as it goes along, right? Yeah. Nobody helps him. Now he has his revenge. Heavy boots of lead fills his victims full of dread. Running as fast as they can. Iron Man lives again. So it's about Jesus
1: coming back and stomping everybody with his boots. Yeah.
0: Filling his victims with dread.
2: It's it's this about guy a- sounds
1: like an asshole.
2: Vengeful mecha Jesus <laughs> exactly. d- descends kaiju like upon the world to uh, punish those who uh, did not listen to his message, who are not yeah. washed, it's washed kind of in the blood that of the like, lamb.
1: He told that to like ten people. Like he didn't go very far. He just told like ten people about his message, and now and then everybody gets to be blamed for that.
2: Yeah. Oh, humanity
1: I mean, rejected me. I don't remember you coming to Britain.
2: Yeah, yeah that's right. I w- I will blame the messenger in this case. Like you should have told more guys or you should have picked better guys to tell.
1: He should have had them write the gospel before he died
2: and -hmm. then
1: send copies of it everywhere. Like a direct mail type of thing.
2: Yeah. The Romans had a postal system, right? You know, could have done it.
1: So he says it was based on Jesus Christ. He's this guy who goes and does good and then comes and tries to spread the word and ends up being crucified for telling the truth. And that was Iron Man seeing the future and coming back to tell the world how horrible it will be, and people turn against him. Whereas Jesus died to save people, Iron Man takes his revenge. That is a big difference.
2: That is a big difference, my dude.
1: (laughs) It it is. It's a big enough difference difference that it's not really Jesus. It's like...
0: Yeah, the opposite, some would say. Yeah, I think it's Mm -hmm. Godzilla. Yeah. Mothra. Uh, It's more in that vein.
2: Yeah. Yeah ibiru uh you know all the all the greats Gamora,
0: what's that smell was about jesus i mean it was the <laughs> olden days no one smelled good back then jesus had to smell like shit right there's no question about that
2: no he smelled awful i'm sure
0: right after he got
1: baptized he probably smelled fine but
2: yeah i don't know maybe that's why they were doing so much baptizing back then it is a really good trick to get people to bathe mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> Islam was good at that. They got a lot of people to wash their feet and stuff.
2: Yeah. And they
1: otherwise wouldn't have. And it probably saved some people's lives. Same it's as just, uh, the pork prohibition.
2: Yeah. It's just good hygiene. You it know? kept people also, from getting listeria. Yeah. The shellfish bin kept people from uh, dying from red tide, you know?
1: You got to get creative.
2: Yeah. You have to so, trick people into being healthy, basically.
1: We've known for a long time that uh, Black Sabbath is crypto Christian but uh other artists are moving their religious identification around.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: Or at least people claim, are claiming they are.
2: People are yeah, claiming Yeah, a real one and a fake one. People are claiming that weeks. uh Sufjan Stevens was uh converting to Islam. sadly
0: yeah, someone not made
1: true. a yeah, a fake pitchfork article and I I I bought into it at first because I just scrolled past it and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." I always knew it, that it, guy was weird and then uh Seems I looked it believable. Up and it's debunked. It, it does seem like something that would happen.
2: Yeah, like he said he was going to make a record of, for every state and then gave up after what four?
0: No, he did two. <laughs> two oh wow,
2: yeah. wow, half. He that. did Michigan okay. and
0: Illinois, and that was
1: it. I'm going to make a record for every holy site: Mecca and Medina.
2: Yeah. Then he just yeah. does Mecca. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's joke. so it is
0: totally believable that he would. It's a, it's a good bit, I guess.
1: It was originated by uh, user bipolar bipolarhaver, mm, mm. followed by Jabroni
0: and the air rifle.
1: Oh, that's me. Ooh, that's you. Damn, dude. So I guess we could say that we're behind this hoax.
0: Yeah, Dan supports this kind of disinformazia.
2: Man, I I've disinformatia skyed myself. I turned the Havana syndrome ray around and pointed it at my forehead. <laughs>
1: But the reason I was uh so inclined to believe that is because MIA re, uh converted to Christianity last week.
2: Yeah, after having a dream or a vision. MIA now what. stands
1: for Mary is awesome.
2: <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how that squares with her Tamil activism, you know. And she and I, I want to say like she announced this at a time when She's always talked about Sri Lanka, you know, in, in interviews. It's something I've actually, like, when I first started listening to her, I, respe- I respected that a lot about her, is that she was talking about real world politics, right? Like it was, yeah. it was kind of like
0: system of a down talking about the Armenian genocide. Yeah. Like whether or exactly. not you like them, they were actually like putting a lot of attention on it, you know? And,
2: and I knew nothing about Sri Lankan politics. So, so like I, that MIA was like kind of my entry point to that, but she made this announcement during a month that like Sri Lanka is absolutely politically melting down. There's a food crisis and uh, people are burning down the houses of elected officials.
1: Yeah, they're not the, very happy with the government.
2: But the conversation was I had a dream about God and it was awesome and now I'm a Christian. I mean not that she had not that she's she has to keep talking about Sri Lanka, it just seemed very weird and kind of like. I can just disappointed. It's I bet this was Portuguese
1: yeah. missionaries coming to Ceylon. <laughs> they said they were only trading for spices and they keep converting people.
2: Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. Get lost. Beat it. Beat it back to uh whatever that gambling island is off the coast of Hong Kong. Macau.
0: Yeah. But I thought it was it was funny that you brought up Haji earlier because we were looking into Sufjan and his name is like It's Arabic. Yeah, it's Arabic. Yeah. But he's Greek, you said Alex?
1: Yeah, he's Greek and Lithuanian.
2: Okay, well, yeah, Haji is Greek and uh is named Haji. And also, I think the common factor here is uh, hippie parents. But
0: yeah, it's so funny. There's there's some thread of uh, Greek hippies out there naming all their kids uh, these Arabic names.
2: I felt so. There was a period between, I would say, between 2004 and maybe fuck, maybe all the way through Hajis' tenure in the band. But like, if we had to fly internationally or cross into the American border, having a guy with a beard dressed like shake of <laughs> uh <laughs> whose name is haji bakara bakara being greek but i mean if you're a border guy who's really scared about terrorism you're not gonna you're just gonna see uh arab sounding last name and yeah. haji and and the fact that he was flying with a dope for modular case which if you take the front of it off just looks like a cartoon bomb
1: Oh, it's just like wires and stuff. <laughs> yeah, a box. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like on the clock, good.
2: Yeah, totally. Wires dials like an antenna, you know, oh, and it's in so a funny. fucking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, it's in a steel case. Hey, what's a... Oh, your name is Haji. What the fuck is this? Like.
1: <laughs> it's the absolute worst <laughs> instrument you could play.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, this man. Is, this is kind of before i don't know i I don't know whether border guards would recognize modular sets now but it was kind of well before their like like mainstream popularity like
0: yeah you gotta be like what the fuck is this oh it's a guitar yeah
2: Yeah, exactly i mean they have a hard (laughs) enough time with like a sequencer or something like that you just pop the lid and it's like a nest of wires and lights
1: (laughs) but anyway yeah uh I guess that made it more believable that Sufyan was converting to Islam because he has an Arabic name. But
2: yeah, apparently if anything, there I are think a lot that, of
1: um, Greek people who who don't have resentment towards Islam and Arabic people. And that's he nice.
0: should have uh, become like a Christian missionary in his time in Wolf Parade. So he's just walking around with the Bible when he goes through the metal detector. Maybe yeah. they'll uh, give him a pass.
2: <laughs> that's true. I uh, I had a really bad experience at a Sufyan Stevens show where like. Uh, like Handsome Furs played a show in Vancouver. It was kind of an early show. And then the promoter was like, We got you guys something special. We got you tickets to the sold out Sufjan Stevens show at a church. And I was, I was like, oh, okay, like I kind of feel obligated to go to this. And I went and everyone was sitting down in the pews, and then a bunch of people were sitting on the floor, kind of in a semicircle, big semicircle around him. Everyone was sitting. No one was standing. Walked in, and he was playing a very quiet song. And I had just played like this crazy rock show and was kind of half deaf and was talking, and people just turned around and just started shushing me, and I didn't know where to go. And I finally sat down, and I think I was audibly like moaning or something. I got (laughs) shushed shushed again, and he noticed. And I I just felt like everyone was staring at me. And he was, but the funny thing was, he was standing up there, and he had a pair of butterfly wings on. And I, was, I was like, I need to get out of here so bad. But if I get up, then people are already mad at me, and if I get up, they're going to be even more mad because I'm, I came in and walked out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I fucking sat there for the whole show, and it sucked. it's also conceivable
0: that they would be like oh that's the guy from wolf parade i guess he's an asshole
2: yeah exactly yes and i was i lived in vancouver at the time so i was just like fuck i'm fucked like i have to sit through the show and be perfectly still
0: (laughs) oh that's a larry david thing i was just gonna say that dude that was already on my mind of just like uh just coming in and making noise and everyone being mad larry bald fuck you left early (laughs) at the sufion show
2: Exactly. (laughs) you're a dick
0: (laughs) I actually just watched um, the latest season of Curb It's so good dude It was one of the best in the history of the show I haven't seen it He's like back on top Where like two seasons ago was maybe one of the worst ones Where like it was fine But it was pretty like cookie cutter stuff he's already done before And the new one he just pushes on so many funny interesting things You know The last one I I
1: saw was the one that opens with Brandon Wardell
0: That was um, the one before the newest one So that's not that long ago Oh okay Yeah that season to me was like okay but not amazing but like the newest one was like the the main thread through the season, is that a guy dies in his pool? Um, oh, Tommy
2: the, Lee style.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's been listening to our brother, show. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, Larry David didn't have a city mandated five foot fence around his pool, so the guy who died, who was trying to rob him, his brother tries to extort Larry uh, by putting his daughter in Larry's new TV show. Because he didn't have the five foot fence around the pool,
1: <laughs> so the whole
0: season is this whole like belabored thing of trying to change the city ordinance about the fence around the pool so that he can fire this shitty actress from his show. That rocks. That rocks. It's, it's such a good premise. It's actually, kind I, of an I, do, L I do think if you drown in a pool and you're an adult. Yeah, I think you kind of had it coming. Maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, like if uh, Tommy Lee if drowns in that. a pool.
0: <laughs> If Tommy Lee drowned in a pool, A, I wouldn't be entirely surprised that he couldn't get out, you know? But then B, it would kind of be poetic justice, so it's like, eh.
2: That would be a good way to trap Tommy Lee is just, you know, point him in the direction of a pool.
0: You put a Jaeger machine on the other side of the pool and make him swim to get there. (laughs) Yes. I do think there's space for, like, a musician-themed curb-style show, though. There's definitely so many faux pas you can get into, Playing shows and touring and everything.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, you could be having dinner with Judd Apatow and uh, not know what Judd Apatow looks like and have been told his name before, but you could have misheard it as Bud and you could be calling him Bud the entire night, not knowing (laughs) who he is. Or you think he's Josh Whedon? Yeah. What's
1: up, man? Buffy was awesome. I don't believe any of those women. (laughs) He's like, what? (laughs)
0: well maybe you know now that we've talked about 2000s indie rock a decent amount maybe we should jump over to buzzfeed it's been a while since we took any quizzes
2: time to take the quiz
0: so we found the perfect one to do for this episode called how well do you remember 2000s indie rock and the subheader is when every band was a wolf or a crystal not that well actually
2: yeah yeah i bet i remember it well not inaccurate, not an inaccurate uh, description of the era.
0: Yeah, Alex is a bit young to have been uh, truly nostalgic for this era, but this is like right when I was in high school and college. So this is my, this is aimed at me, you know?
1: The first Arcade Fire album I heard was Neon Bible when it came out.
2: Well, there you go. I mean, it's the best one. It's pretty good. One of the yeah. best ones.
0: I do, I think I would say that it's my favorite one. Black Mirror
2: is a great song. Black Mirror yeah. is a rad song. Keep the yeah. car
0: running is the best Arcade Fire single, like ever to me. It song's so good. It's better than most Springsteen singles. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I also feel like they they did a thing that uh, it's weird because I'm in the band, and I'm, <laughs> but I feel I feel like they did. You know a those thing. guys. Yeah, they did a thing that bands often try to do and it's sometimes i think it's just luck and and good writing when it when you pull it off but they really captured that um second term bush just fucking pure black hell feeling you know like like just helplessness it's it's i listened to it again because i had to learn a bunch of those songs and i was like Damn, this record is an incr we've talked about that era on this show and post nine eleven era and stuff like that, but that record really nails it.
0: Yeah, I love it. Like I, I had a I, little uh, bit of
1: deja vu after Trump won. There was like I, I felt like I was back in like the American Idiot era. Oh, dude, yes. I guess that was part of that too. It's definitely a, a lot more uh classy and less obvious. Like saying Jesus of suburbia. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got him.
2: <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I don't know like I feel like the Trump thing was all everybody just tried to do epic memes at Trump and it every. I mean everyone knows this but it all just slid off of him you know
1: there was a a Todd Rundgren Donald Fagan song about Trump oh really that was like I don't know if I would say it was bad I don't really want to listen to it and it's like corny yeah but it, I don't even know what to say about that it's just, good that they're both still alive, I guess.
2: It's just a cultural product. It's just the thing, but it doesn't do it. I mean, I don't think releasing a record like Neon Bible during the second term of Bush is going to move the needle on getting Bush out of office. But it is. It worked. But its utility is 2008, that
1: 2008, he was not president again.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but what what is good about it is it's an accurate representation of the era because you know when. Uh, time rolls forward and people try to rehabilitate these fucking ghouls you know uh it's it's good to have a a document yeah totally that's not just facts but it's like you know like what your emotional state was like yeah exactly what the vibe was like it's a polaroid of the vibe
0: We've talked about that plenty in the past of like, you can never expect a political song to do anything in the world, but it can at least create a sense of catharsis around, oh, other people hate this shit too, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. One of the worst eras in American history.
2: Oh, 100%. Like
1: these colors don't run bumper stickers where all the colors were washed out. Yeah. Just so many obvious signs of decline.
0: It's like hard broadly even speaking, do we're satire still era, about because it they're so know? fucking stupid. Like that era continues on apace.
2: Oh, yeah. It's just become completely normalized. It's just like...
0: All right. The first question on this quiz. How many neighborhood songs were on Arcade Fire's funeral? This one's an easy one to me, but I think Dan should have to answer it because if he gets it wrong, he's going to get reported to the band.
2: I'm going to get Arcade Fire. I've never heard this album
1: before,
0: so...
2: Okay. No, just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to go with two. Uh
0: Uh-oh. He's trying to to get in trouble here. I'm going to... I'm going to say three.
2: What? Are there three?
0: I don't know.
1: I don't have
2: it open. That would be cheating. God damn it.
0: The answer is four. What?
2: God damn it. Okay. I won't tell them. Okay.
0: Here's an Interpol one for the second one. Finish this Interpol lyric. The blank, she is a porno.
1: I'm going to say Subway. Yeah. Lady, Subway, Spoon, Playboy, City, Poet. Lady would be really funny, <laughs> or the Playboy. The Playboy. She is a porno. <laughs>
2: hey, the lady. She is a porno. <laughs> like you're talking about <laughs>
1: yeah. the calling yeah. it she like a boat. Yeah, uh, yeah. The about a who made this quiz is
0: just doing bits. Basically, I appreciate Ooh. that though. All right, well, yeah, we got to yeah, go. It's gotta subway, be, subway yeah. right? Yeah, it is.
1: Whose album art is this? This is a tough one to do on a podcast. It's uh,
2: it kind of looks like a bass. There's a sort yeah, of
0: a pick guard. Yeah, Yeah. I'm actually not Uh, sure. I want to guess Electric Six. I I honestly don't know. Is it
2: not a surf? It might be not a surf. I don't, it's definitely not. It's not Spoon. It is not Spoon. No, that's not a Spoon cover.
0: I'm going to guess Electric Six and you can guess Not a Surf. We'll find out later. This is the first one where like we need to wait to see the answer once we submit. Which of these people are not in the new pornographers? (laughs) Oh, this one's easy, but maybe I think Alex might be more confused by this. So Alex should guess. Yeah, Dan Behar.
1: Kevin Drew, Nico Case, Carl Newman. Uh, I know Kevin Drew's in Broken Social Scene, but Mm -hmm. New Pornographers is also one of those bands with
0: like 20 people in it, right? That is right. But Kevin Drew is the right answer, though. He's just in a different band of a trillion people. (laughs) Well, I'll guess that. How many people are in Lightning Bolt? Was it two, I think?
2: Two. It's two. two. It's two.
0: Which of these is not an Animal Collective album? Dan should have to answer this since he doesn't like Animal Collective
2: oh god damn it it's uh fuck here comes the end no
1: the answers are raspberry jam here comes the indian feels sung tongs campfire songs dance manatee i
2: think dance manatee i think dance
1: manatee is that uh that other shitty band that i the dirty projectors
2: yes i always forget their name beta orca is another name of their uh yeah don't like that band too many notes too many chords Not for You guys
0: led yourselves astray here. Oh, yeah.
2: God fucking damn it.
0: They changed, it's raspberry jam's the answer because they changed strawberry jam to raspberry jam to fool you.
2: Oh.
0: Dance manatee? What is like dance manatee? It's like legendarily oh. just the worst Animal Collective album where they wrote all these songs and then just ruined them in the mix on purpose where they had this idea, like what if everything was like really high frequencies and no lows? So there's literally no lows and just way boosted highs and it sounds fucking awful. Like it's a disaster.
2: Amazing. Um, so,
0: Okay. So it, they trick you. I, I thought it was Bitty Orca
1: because that was the a, a manatee and an orca. It's
2: Yeah. All kind of right. connected. Well, I almost it's gotta got be this. Here's,
0: here comes the Indian, right? Would they say that? Th- they, they actually changed the that. name of that album afterward and were very contrite about it and like donated money to Native American shit. And...
2: Really? What did they change it to? Uh, just ARC. <laughs> ARC? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> very cool. I almost got that wrong because uh, I looked at Raspberry Jam and I was like, there's an Animal Collective album, but it's not Raspberry Jam. It's called Jazzberry Ram. <laughs> and but but I was misremembering that there's a band from Victoria called Jazzberry Rim, so and they have an <laughs> album
1: called Sung Tongs, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Raspberry yeah. Jam is one, Sung Tongs is one, feels is one, yeah. dance manatee. I guess I cheated by looking it up.
0: Yeah, I love Animal Collective, but they got some goofy ass artwork and album titles, you know? They
2: do, they sure do. Ah, guys, I'm not doing good on this. <laughs> <laughs> not, you got to brush up. I got to brush up on my, uh, yeah. I don't know. Where's my, I thought my lived experience would kick in, but I didn't. You
1: should have been paying attention to other bands back
2: then. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to them. I don't know how I got. Well, I uh, more attention
0: how, at the expense of your yeah. own work.
2: I got the lightning bolt one right, so it feels good, man.
0: The man behind, is it Juju? Is that how you say that?
2: Shoo Shoo. Shoo The man behind Shoo Is... Uh, A.V. Ter, Ed Drost, Jamie Stewart, Jeff Rickley, Brent DiCrescenzo, Todd L. Burns. Uh, I, it's Jamie Stewart.
1: Yeah. A little bit of an Easter egg in here. Brent DiCrescenzo, that's the Pitchfork writer who did the famous Kid A review. Yeah. Oh, Legend. wow. So it's kind of like a little music journalism uh, reference there. Jeff Rickley's a guy it? from Thursday.
2: Okay. Uh, av
1: tear is uh
0: from animal collective. animal
2: collective ed drast is from uh grizzly bear yeah
0: okay which one of these artists never had a release on saddle creek sun ambulance granddaddy the faint azure ray spoon and the wrens that's gotta Easy. be spoon right
2: it's spoon yeah
0: they were always on merge for most of their career right
2: yeah except for the um they were on matador for telephona the first record and then oh they fa- yeah okay Famously signed to Elektra and uh, were dropped like right when their album came out and their album got deleted. Their second album, series of sneaks. Yeah, and their A guy quit. Um, and then Brett wrote two songs about it and released it uh, that called called the A and R person out by name and released it on Merge as their yeah, first yeah. I remember that.
0: it's like Lafitte. They're like yeah. something of Lafitte.
2: Yeah, it's like the The A side is the agony of Lafitte which is a great song and um the b-side is uh Lafitte don't fail me now <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's pretty, pretty fucking pretty fucking funny
1: do big labels still do that where they sign an artist and then like their breakthrough record they just forget to promote it and like uh, just screw them over i that that must not happen as much anymore right
2: i don't think so i don't know like I know it happened with like Royal. it it wasn't their first album but royal trucks famously got dropped after uh they put out oh what is what is their their first major label record i can't remember what it's called but it's basically boogie rock and it did terribly uh not just with the public but also with royal trucks original fan base because it didn't sound like royal trucks and then they put out an insane record called sweet 16 where the album cover is just a uh, toilet bowl filled with shit. Uh, and, then, and then they got trapped.
1: It happened um, to Saves the Day. Yeah, that's right. DreamWorks Records went out of business right after they put out their best album and they just didn't promote it. And they went back to playing pop punk. And it's, uh, <laughs> I, think that happened I haven't
2: to, listened to uh, one of their new albums in a couple of years. I think that happened to Sunny Day Real Estate too, when they jumped from sub-pop to a major.
1: The, uh, yeah, for the, a long time I they never knew
2: back.
0: that. That band is actually kind of good. How it feels to be something on. Yeah. I think the songs I've listened to of Sunny Day Real Estate are like after the stuff everyone likes. I want to say it's called like Roses in Water, maybe. That song is like super cool. Yeah. The first three tracks
1: off the first album are perfect.
2: Yeah. Great band.
1: Also, that was the the original rhythm section for the Foo Fighters.
0: Uh, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, the bass player is still in the band. Damn. Yeah, the drummer was the original drummer. Maybe he'll be the new drummer. I don't know. He is still alive.
2: Like another, uh, like another incredible album that was the major label debut of this band and also their last album because the label didn't promote it and they just kind of broke up. Um, was Yank Crime by Drive Like Jehu. I don't know if you guys have heard that. It was on Interscope, but it's just like insane post, post hardcore math rock, but super catchy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, the the Interscope did not promote that album (laughs) at all. I thought that band was massive and they were playing like 500 cap rooms at the peak of their fame, you know?
0: That happens so often in like late 80s, early 90s, or even something like the Pixies, like they deserve to be like way bigger than they were. And then they kind of got that once they reunited, but...
2: Yeah, their cultural influence was definitely bigger than like, you know, the the numbers they were doing on tour.
0: And same thing with like My Bloody Valentine. They didn't play oh, giant yeah. shows till their reunion either.
2: Yeah, many many such cases.
0: I remember, like, uh, when My Bloody Valentine had released *Loveless*, they were like opening for Dinosaur Jr. You know?
2: That's a, yeah, that's insane to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One one band I gotta say that kind of bucks that tr- or bucks that trend a little bit was uh, when I opened for Modest Mouse, like in two thousand one. They were playing. I mean, not stadiums obviously but they were playing huge venues and they did not have i don't even think moon in antarctica was out yet or if it was it had just come out and it was like but they were doing like three nights at the uh at the crystal ballroom in portland and shit you know they had just toured so much that they had built up this insane fan base
0: yeah that's awesome you gotta you gotta love it and respect it
2: yeah exactly
1: that was long before they got best new artist at the grammys
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly they were like what five records into their career not including <laughs> yeah, like, after singles, Float on: came singles out. comps fucking insane i got i think my favorite favorite minus minus record right now is that building something out of nothing oh yeah
0: it's so good dude
2: it's fucking um, interstate eight yeah
0: oh. uh and never-ending S- math equation broke yeah. there's tons sleepwalking. of sleepwalking like, yeah, yeah yeah that album's awesome i never got too deep into them I feel like the best time to get into them is when you're like late teenager. Fuck. You yeah. should still check you Yeah, you should either it. get younger or check out those first few albums anyway. But no, I'll just I'll have my son do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll have exactly. a son have him do it when he's it's 19. It's like
0: when uh people force their children to like try to play football because they always resented not being a football star. Just do that with bands, like resenting never getting into modest mouths so you force it on your kids.
2: <laughs> You should have a kid specifically just to have that experience, you know? Like, you, you, <laughs> the problem
1: is he might find it early. Like if uh, Spotify plays float on, yeah, and he's like 14, it throws the whole thing off. And then what's yeah, the point? Yeah.
2: And you're screwed. Yeah. His existence is meaningless. It's like you got to protect them from the later records. That's what you got to do.
1: What's the okay, name guys. of Clap Your Hands Say Yes second album?
2: Oh, I know the uh, answer. Uh, is it's it some- love.
1: Show your bones. The skin of my teeth. Suits too narrow. More talking heads. Some loud thunder.
2: I'm gonna say some loud thunder. Yeah, suits that's too. Na- it was shoots too narrow. Was the Shins album.
0: Yeah, they're really trying to mess with you with that. Show one.
1: your bones was the yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yes.
0: Skin of my teeth is uh, from a clap your hands say yeah lyric trying to throw people off there this is a pretty
1: good quiz I got to hand it to him usually these are really stupid and like they don't have any lore
0: in them Mm -hmm. but this is uh, someone who Alex Nidus. yeah you're right the the Brent DiCrescenzo uh, mention is probably the best lore in there so far
1: I bet this guy has read the John Coltrane review.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Okay. I know this is an easy one, too. The future heads famously covered what song? I think this is the only song I could name by them.
2: Uh, I don't know this.
0: <laughs> Hounds of Love, right?
2: Hmm. Is it Hounds I of believe, Love? I believe, I
0: believe I it's think, that. I yeah. think, yeah. That's been in the
1: news, too.
2: Yeah. Uh, it turns out. Stranger turns- Things. Turns out if you have uh, your song placed in a Stranger Thing in a Netflix show that everybody watches, it goes to number one. Pretty good. Pretty good, not bad. Um, bringing it back to the, uh, the Lindrum in The
1: Prophet 5.
2: Yeah, or I think, what else is on that? I think the Fairlight is on that.
1: Probably, yeah. Think Lots of Peter, Toms.
2: Peter Gabriel's Fairlight, specifically. I think she borrowed it from him.
1: Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyone who's ever worked on an album with him is awesome
2: yeah agree you know uh fucking just just on stranger things i can't get this out of my head but i found out that so i stopped watching after the first season because i yeah, watched me too i, I was just a lot like of people i was like wait a minute this show sucks i don't want to watch it anymore this is uh, the, goonies. Yeah, the goonies it's the goonies and stand
1: by me i've seen this
2: yeah yeah i i checked out but apparently season three they start this arc that's like set in the soviet union i guess and and uh you know there's a gulag that features prominently and i guess it features prominently in season four as well and you you got the soviets doing all sorts of nasty things uh doing experiments killing people the place they filmed it is a former nazi concentration camp in lithuania (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) so like so like they're like hmm we're gonna do like uh uh like the black book of communism uh, arc on our fucking 80s like uh 80s mashup show and where should we film it uh oh i know uh this 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 disused nazi concentration camp
1: to be fair i would probably not uh film it in russia right now but uh yeah in a camp
2: would be it's It's just funny. It's, yeah. Maybe just build
1: a set somewhere. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Soviet Union liberated that camp. (laughs) You know, liberated Lithuania. Yeah. It's just good good stuff. Good stuff all around.
0: This one's actually kind of difficult. Who is the co founder of DFA Records along with James Murphy? That's the easy one. I don't know the answer.
2: This guy kind of looks like if uh, Young Chomsky from Truonon wasn't handsome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He
1: looks, uh, he's really surprised by something. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, very surprised. I should know this because DFA tried to sign Wolf Parade. Um, oh, interesting! Be- before we signed a sub pop, and I'm so glad we did not do the DFA. Yeah,
0: do. that's a very weird fit.
2: Yeah, I think they were focusing mostly on songs like disco sheets, like that kind of the chopped hi hat stuff. Yeah, you know? that
0: makes sense. Is that still around?
2: DFA? I don't know. I mean, they were like they got to still be
0: around. Like, like, I'm sure that like. Uh LCD sound systems like Comeback Album and shit, that's got to still be DFA, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's see.
0: I'm just going to guess randomly Jeffrey Beaumont. I have no idea. I couldn't even guess.
2: I'm going to go with Tim Goldsworthy, because that sounds familiar.
1: It does not look like DFA Records is doing that well.
2: Are they doing anything?
1: Yeah, they have a website up, but it's just like, there's like a bag you can buy and a t-shirt. And then... uh An LCD Sound System album from 2018. So I probably Um, would have gone with Sub Pop.
2: Yeah, I think we made the right choice in the end. Um, CSS. Oh, I forgot about this fucking band. I think they're a sub pop band, right? Are they really?
0: Yeah, I I think so.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, Wow. CSS had a hit song called "Let's Make Love" and listen to. And I'm going to read these out. Let's make love and listen to the Lord above. Uh, a slimy bug, a lonely Ew. a lonely dove. Bugs aren't usually slimy, uh, so I'm going to say that's a fake one. You have to um, squish them first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's Make Love and Listen to Hand in Glove, Death from Above, or This Seasick Pug?
0: <laughs> There's some good answers in here.
2: I think it's Death from Above.
0: Oh, it's got to be. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Didn't they have another <laughs> song that was famous? I think so yeah they did they had one that was more famous but i can't think of it right now like fuck it was something i heard a bunch when it was new and then i've never thought about for the rest of my life music is my hot hot sex
1: yeah there you that's go. that's what right. it was it was in a apple commercial
2: yeah yeah that's right um it was also in a zune commercial oh my god what i cool. wonder if oh my shit i I wonder if this was around the same time Handsome Furs got asked to be in a Zoom commercial, and we said no, because they wouldn't pay us or give us a Zoom. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if they went to CSS. How would they Shit. not pay you? Uh, there was no money in it. So they were like, can we use the song? It's good exposure, basically. And then we asked... <laughs> Microsoft? And we, yeah, and then we asked if uh, we could get Zooms, and they said no.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. And they were giving them out for free back then. They had a -hmm. a live search thing. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show before, but they had a a website where uh, they had like word games, like anagrams and stuff where you could win prizes for winning the games. And every time you would put in a word, there would be a a second frame that would search that word on live. So they were basically padding their stats on searches to make themselves look better
2: because no (laughs) one was
1: using Bing or whatever it was called. And the, the top prize was a Zune. Oh, and damn. someone figured out a bot to do the games automatically, but uh, as soon as I ordered the Zune,
0: they caught on and started banning <laughs> everybody who was uh, doing it automatically. So, uh, What was the thing I, you did successfully do? Was it like Coke or Pepsi or something like that, where you just got like hundreds of free ones? Oh, it was Diet Dr. Pepper. It was when Diet Dr. Pepper, uh, they made a pledge
1: that if Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses didn't come out, they would give a free Diet Dr. Pepper to everybody. And there was a website uh, where you could put in your address, and it didn't. It you could put in your address in different names, and it would still let you do it.
2: Amazing! So there was a,
1: someone made a bot where it would put in random characters for your name. So I got a stack of letters with like Z Z H X Q Y as as the name, <laughs> and uh, they were all tied together with a rubber band. And the postmaster, whoever, put a question mark on the top one. <laughs> no, it's fine. We all live here. That's all. That's just z- <laughs> z- z- <laughs> just me
2: that's and my my, Pol- my my Polish friends uh, all staying in this house. Yeah,
1: I do live in an area that's very heavily Polish. So, so it's perfect only cover slightly. for the
2: perfect crime. Yeah. yeah, having
1: names with Z's and X's in them.
2: Exactly.
0: Where did so Vampire you- Weekend go yeah, to college? I was gonna say. Speaking of bands with uh, letters from the end of the alphabet, Vampire Weekend.
2: Yeah. Hmm. So it's I'm definitely
0: r- Columbia, right? Because they're like New York dickheads. Is it Columbia so it has to be? It has to be the New York school, right? Like mm. they didn't go to Harvard or
2: anything. No, that's Rivers Cuomo.
0: I'm yeah. gonna guess Harvard. I don't know. I no. I'm, I'm not confident familiar. on any of them.
2: I'm guessing Harvard too.
0: I know they were New York, but I. Hmm. Finish this chick 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 song title. Me and blank down by the schoolyard.
2: We got a uh, Javier Giuliani Dinkins Angus. Spitzer and Booker. It's it's Giuliani. Yeah, they Going got a lot Giuliani.
0: of uh New York political figures in here. So New clearly York they're lore. trying to throw us off the scent, you know.
1: Elliot Spitzer, David Dinkins, Cory Booker, that's not even a not even a New York one.
0: Yeah,
2: me and Cory Booker down by the schoolyard.
1: <laughs> the postal service is Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie and Jimmy Tamborello from
2: Soviet Biz adult, DNTL, DNTEL, Dintel, M eighty three, Rilo Kiley. Uh, I know this one, but yeah, so do you guys want? I guess it's the Dintel. Dental.
0: I thought that was only Ben Gibbard. No, he was the secondary guy. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he did like some of the synth work. I think maybe I was just thinking of Owl City
1: because yeah. Owl City was like a, a carbon copy of the Postal Service. I kind of figured that was also one guy?
2: What if uh, Owl City answers the question, what if the Postal Service was bad and Christian?
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they the talked Al- about like, butterflies and, did, and, and rainbows.
2: And didn't have fucking Jenny Lewis singing on it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, fuck. So on one hand, I scored better than 94% of all other quiz takers. But on the other hand, I got 10 out of 15 and I blew the question about the band that I'm currently in.
0: I'm at 12 out of 15, correct? I got 9 out of 15.
2: Damn, dude. Damn,
0: I knew I was going to do the best. I'm the biggest uh, loser for knowing (laughs) shit about this era. I was just too busy
1: playing Pokemon in 2004.
0: Hey, nothing wrong with that. I wasn't paying
2: attention
1: to this.
0: Uh, I think, Dan, you got the DFA guy right, I think.
2: Oh, shit. Amazing. Let
0: me see what else. Tim Goldsworthy. That's the guy. Future Heads Covered Hounds of Love. Wait, what the fuck? It says that Spoon did release an album on Saddle Creek. Someone no. in the comments what? said um,
1: uh, the Agony of Lafitte single was released on Saddle Creek.
2: So oh, they released- no. Oh, really? shit. What a trick. Oh. They just just released talking one about single. single. Yeah, I thought that was their first release for Merge.
1: Damn. Also, someone in the comments says there are only
0: three neighborhood songs. I'm going to pull that up.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, no, we there's need to four. Get to the,
0: Number four is just the one everyone forgets about. It's called like uh, kettles. Like oh s- yeah,
1: seven kettles. Maybe tunnels like a power out. Seven kettles. Four neighborhoods.
0: Yeah, I got that one right. Damn it. Wait, yeah, that one are, album cover there there that none more of us knew. Neighborhoods, right? It was by some uh, some band called McCluskey. What the fuck is that?
2: McCluskey. They're like a fuck. They're like a post punk band, right?
0: Oh really? I never yeah. heard of them, man.
2: McCluskey.
0: The only one that truly takes me by surprise is that Spoon one. I had no idea that that was Saddle Creek.
2: Yeah, that's kind of crazy.
0: I think it's unfair that the subheader said it was when every band was a wolf, but then they didn't throw any nods to Wolf Parade or any yeah. other. They could have done which of these was not a wolf band. Hey man. And had all of the wolf ones, you know?
1: They could have put all- up a picture of Crystal Castles and says instead <laughs> which one of these people was the raper
0: yeah <laughs> yes
1: i don't think it would be hard to guess but yeah i, I would yeah. say man remember that album cover where it's just like this guy with like a hood over his head like sniffing her hair
2: sniffing a teenager's hair yeah,
1: yeah it's like man it's, the second i saw that i was like ooh.
2: yeah also that um let's make love and listen to death from above you know c- these guys are kind of canceled now Jesse was on Gavin's podcast a bunch.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. He uh, it, it was He so, kind of tried to play it off.
2: Oh man, yeah. it was so fucking funny because people were just coming out of the woodwork being like, "No, like he just doesn't he's just talking to Gavin like he doesn't know and like they they were just talking about like music stuff and then I think someone leaked like all those pod all those episodes were paywalled right or like through i I don't know through gavin's own platform or whatever and somebody just dropped the audio and it was just the episode is just full on i think gavin's talking about like uh like immigration in the uk and shit
1: (laughs) oh boy you're yeah he's not isn't he like a uh, scottish guy that moved to canada that moved to america he's just an idiot and why don't you get to wherever you were born and stay put before you start talking about immigrants
2: But the thing about Jesse being on the podcast is funny because it wasn't just that. It was like multiple times. And then as this story was kind of unfolding, uh, somebody posted a picture of him like that year watching the Canadian elections at a bar with Gavin, Like, (laughs) like as the sort of Gavin's hard right turn had already happened. It was just like. Dude, yeah, he's
1: trying to make the case that oh, I wandered into that bar and I didn't know who it was.
2: Yeah, I saw this uh, guy with a mustache and glasses and bow bow ties, very recognizable. And I was like, this guy seems cool.
0: Yeah, I guess it puts him in the same category as like Ariel Pink of right wing 2000s indie guys, but it's more sad because the first Death From Above album is actually good. But yeah, it
1: is good, it's good, it is good. Yeah, it's, um, I remember people got mad at it at the time for being sexist. Which uh, I guess at the time I probably would have said that's like like you know come on man, but yeah. in hindsight yeah I I guess so
2: yeah
0: yeah well I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today uh maybe we could just uh, wrap this up and go spend fifteen thousand dollars on Game of War
2: I'm excited to spend fifteen thousand dollars on uh, synth plugins
0: yeah see that's that's like you're getting too much out of that though if you get have to, every vst plugin in
1: ableton <laughs> does that count as beating the game is that yeah. like pay to win
2: yeah yeah you you utterly beat the game at that point i'm gonna you go buy a bunch of, all VST's, sorts of cool uh, shit.
0: buy vsts in game of war
2: you unlock an additional vst that's like a virtual four track that makes everything sound like dog shit it's cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's designed by animal
2: collective it's called arc